0: Right now, millions of us around the world are at home. As cabin fever begins to build up, many people are beginning to wonder, what's the point of social distancing at all? Changes in behavior, like social distancing, are our way of trying to lower the transmission rates of a disease. Fewer contact rates will hopefully lead to fewer cases, which can help make an epidemic more manageable. Even though many of us are hearing the term social distancing for the first time, Hundreds of other taxa adopt this behavior during times of disease, and perhaps we might even be able to learn something from them. I'm Ashana, and you're listening to Sheltered Spring. During the 1950s, an infectious disease was taking over the world. Polio would end up killing or paralyzing over 24,000 people in the U.S. alone, and left surviving generations scarred. Around the same time, in 1966, Dr. Jane Goodall was conducting her famous research in Tanzania. While there, Dr. Goodall discovered that one of her beloved chimps had contracted polio. Like their human counterparts, the disease started to spread throughout the population. However, before Dr. Goodall controversially administered an oral vaccine, she noticed some interesting behavior in the group. A chimp with polio would be visually sick, and when he would walk up to his friends with an outstretched hand, They would ignore him and turn their backs. Dr. Goodall repeatedly noticed that visibly sick chimps were shunned by the group until they recovered. This anti-disease behavior may be an adaptation that has helped stop the spread of diseases in wild populations. However, chimps are not the only species to exhibit this behavior. Many other social groups of animals display altered behavior in reaction to disease.
1: Hi, my name is Dr. Winifred Frick and I am the Chief Scientist at Bat Conservation International and an Associate Research Professor in Ecology and Evolutionary Biology at the University of California, Santa Cruz. Vampire bats are incredibly social creatures and there's been some fantastic research done by Gerald Carter and colleagues using a captive colony of vampire bats to understand many different aspects of, of cooperative behavior uh, in, in animals. And most recently, they actually did a study looking at how social behavior changes when you become sick, and um, how that changes your social interactions. So there's some neat things that we can learn about the ways in which animals that are uh, naturally very social, and that where sociality is a critical part of their um, ecology and behavior, um, what happens when they uh, get sick and how that reduces the number of social contacts and type of social behaviors like aloe grooming, so grooming others, um, impacts them.
0: The paper Dr. Frick references is a study in the Journal of Animal Ecology titled, Sickness Effects on Social Interactions Depend on the Type of Behavior and Relationship. In this paper lead author Sebastian Stockmeyer describes a study where they infected bats with a substance that affects the immune system without actually having a live pathogen in it. This means that the bats will feel and act like they are sick, but they won't actually be. Stockmeyer found that how bats react towards sick individuals largely depends on the kind of relationship that they have. Whereas grooming with a roost mate might decrease during periods of sickness, grooming between parents and offspring remains relatively similar. have heard of white-nose syndrome and its disastrous effects on bats. Dr. Frick continues on to explain what happens when social interaction during disease goes wrong.
1: White-nose syndrome is a disease caused by a fungus that was introduced here to North America just over a decade ago. That fungus can be spread by contact from bat to bat or from bats returning to the caves and mines where they hibernate during the winter. The fungus causes a skin infection and then disrupts the bat's natural hibernation behaviors and causes them to wake up too frequently during hibernation and then starve to death before spring. So naturally bats aggregate in colonies underground during winter where they can form tight clusters. So that's the exact opposite of social distancing. Bats are tightly clustered together uh, and spending the winter in, in physical contact. Sometimes it's even hard to count the bats because they're so tightly packed together. Often, too, multiple species of bats are found underground together. So you may have one cluster of little brown bats uh, right next to another cluster of, say, Indiana bats. And some species are more apt to cluster in large groups together, and others like to uh, be more solitary and sort of spread out across a, a cave. There's several species that have been really decimated from white-nose syndrome and have had severe population declines from the disease. The disease has now spread across continental North America and is found in over 30 U.S. states and Canadian provinces and has been found in 13 different species of hibernating bats. Some of these species are at real risk of global or regional extinction from the disease and need our help to try to determine how to prevent them from going extinct. There's a number of different researchers working on different types of um, solutions and treatments, including trying to find ways to um, remove the fungus from the environment where they hibernate, as well as try to find ways to help bats uh, survive exposure to the fungus better. Some early research that Dr. Kate Langwick did when she was a graduate student at UC Santa Cruz found that when bats got sick with white-nose syndrome, they tended to end up uh, roosting more often by themselves, and that could be seen potentially as as a form of social distancing. Unfortunately, with wildlife disease, it can be much harder because you can't tell bats to social distance the way you can try to tell people to social distance. So this white-nose syndrome and this fungal pathogen has spread very rapidly across the continent.
0: Luckily for us, It's relatively easier to explain to humans why social distancing is so important. While we are not able to control the internal workings of the virus, we can certainly control how we react to it. And yes, staying inside can get a little boring, but increasing our contact rates, like the bats infected with white nose syndrome, would be a whole lot worse. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sheltered Spring.